in the message this morning, we'll call it a VCR message, very closely related to the morning's teaching message. So I'm continuing on that thought of our lives as like building a, building a house that, um, what you would call a, an allegory. And last week's message, and also the week before, kind of focused on discovering and developing our children's gifts uh, for the ultimate purpose of deploying them into the service of the Lord. The, the room that we kind of thought about, and that is the, the playroom, where it's easy to see their natural gifts and ability when they're out just to have some freedom you see see what they choose to do and it's a great look that we can have especially early on with our children we came to the understanding that our children are gods they're not ours and we have the responsibility to raise them to see God's purpose fulfilled in their lives we are to see them as arrows to be used in the battle to be raised straight and this is one of my father-in-law's famous sayings, to fly right, I think that's maybe a southern term, and to be aimed in the right direction. But when done right with your family and with your children, it says happy is the man that has his quiver full of it. I mean, children can be quite the joy to see them turn out the way they need to turn out for God's glory. This afternoon's message moves from a specific room to an aspect that floods the whole home. And these come out in things what we might call the rules or the house rules of the house. Something about rules. The rules of the house are generally not direct scriptural commands. For instance, we may say everyone is to be in their bed by 9 o'clock. You won't find nine o'clock bedtime in the Bible. And we each may have a little differences in that. The church may have a dress code for certain activities or situations. You might be able to detect a biblical principle behind the rule, but the following of the rules is not really supported on a direct scripture. Sometimes rules can be debated by scripture, but that, that's not really the basis of, of really the real basis of rules. A rule is supported by one simple thing. <clears throat> that is respect to the authority who created the rule. Rules are not supported if they are right or wrong, they are supported by respect of the authority by whom we are commanded to follow. Now many times rules can be quite hard to understand, but we must follow them under the authority we are under. In the military, there are many crazy, inexplainable rules to follow. In these cases, it's not the object of the rule that's important. The sergeant in charge is simply using rules to bring to the surface a rebellious spirit. All I need to do is, a, is an authority to make rules 
they don't have to really have any meanings. And, and when you see somebody react and respond to it in the wrong way, you see where rebel, rebellion is. And you may see it in yourself. You know, something that somebody says and you jump on it and it's, it's an authority. You know, you might have a rebellious spirit. Today we're going to look at the importance of respect in the home, or for that matter, any type of organization. And so the title of the message will be called The Aspect of Respect. The Aspect of Respect. Let's pray. Father, we may be surprised today. I'm not even going to touch the hem of the garment I just pray that uh, each of us will get the point and that we work out the details of this thing called respect, which is something that is fleeing in this country. It's fleeing in our churches. It's fleeing in our homes. And it's a destructive thing. Father, it's creeped in. In many small ways. May we be revived to have our homes and our lives built in the aspect of respect. Now, Father, pray that you touch our hearts and lives today for your honor, for your glory, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, respect is an eroding theme in society. It's nothing new. You can remember, I don't know, maybe some of you do or don't, or you've seen pictures of the hippie generation. A total disregard for the authority and the do what I want to do, and the freedom to do what I want to do, regardless of the law. Today, there's an emergence of multiple dis- disrespecting groups. I mentioned some earlier. De- defund the police the disrespect of law enforcement, the woke movement, the disrespect of God's law and order. Of course, we have the pro-abortionist with the disrespect of human life. We also see the foul signs about the current president and the disrespect of authorities. Sometimes we chuckle at them. There really is a, a problem that we need to be careful of in that. Disrespect not only comes from the one under the authority, but it can come from the one in authority as well. I have a saying about authority leadership. Those who have the people's gold rules the people. We were just kind of reading the, uh, in Samuel about uh, our scripture, ver- or scripture song. And it was about them asking for a king. What they asked for is somebody who was going to rule over them, was going to take their gold, going to tax them, hold them to it. it going to, they, they asked for a ruler. It was a foolish thing that they did. And then there's those who have the people, people's fear drive the people. Adolf Hitler was that kind of leader. Through fear and lies, he drove the people. But those who have the people's respect are the, really the only ones who can truly lead people. They just follow. They'll follow somebody who they respect. You know, respect is like, I think of it like the 
center line of a two-way road separating those who are going in different directions. Now, this is a little touchy for you here. I hope this doesn't bring back too many bad memories because Abby had a little accident with a fellow who came over on the other side of the road and sideswiped her. You know, for instance, <clears throat> there are non-written rules of respect. For instance, getting into the right lane when you are driving slower. The rule of passing on the left lane. You're already seeing how this stuff's eroding. The rule of not tailgating somebody. But what do we have? People driving in the left lane, purposely playing police officer to slow people down. Others weaving through traffic at high rates of speed with the rules of a NASCAR race. Not only there are there speeders, but there's also those who drive too slow. Sometimes a slow agricultural vehicle or some slow-moving vehicle will show disrespect to the long line of vehicles behind them by not taking a little bit of their time to pull over to let some of these people go by. Others disregard stop signs and traffic lights, while others who, because of excessive caution, fail to exercise the opportunity to make a turn, merge, or make a right on red turn. You just experience that. Oh, man. While others push things by blinking their lights, riding on tails, laying excessively on horns, screaming, and making rude gestures. Disrespectful driving leads to road rage. Rage that leads to violence and even murder. And it's getting more common today. It's not just on the roads where we see disrespectful behavior. It's all around, isn't it? Just go into any public place and you will find people who will cut in line ahead of you and act like you weren't even there. They'll just push their way because they want what they want. People will take up two parking spaces. That's ah, okay. You know, go into the back lot, you know, walk a little bit, but up into the prime spot, somebody's got to take two parking spaces. How about those who curse profusely before you and your children? Go to a ball game and watch the fans disrespect the umpires and cause a game to stop because of fan aggression. That happens all the time with parents and kids. But may I say that I have great, I've seen great acts of respect as well. It's not all bad. Those who open the door for others, allow people to go ahead of them in line, others sacrificing their time to help others. Those on roadways who get over to make it easier on merging traffic. Those who do not lay on the horn to those who may be a little delayed at moving forward at a green light. So where does respect and disrespect come from? I'm using you a lot today, Abby. Just be a first grade teacher for a year at a public school. Just ask Abby and she will tell you that respect and disrespect is rooted in the attitude of the parents in the home. There's something else we need to understand about respect. Respect is something that does have some direct guidelines, like a center line going down the roadway, but respect also has some flexibility in it. Ever notice that there's sometimes a dotted center line? Times you can carefully pass another vehicle, rumble strips 
if you cross the white line, not to automatically issue a ticket for crossing the line. I hope we don't get there. I could see that. Cameras cross the line, new fee for you. <laughs> but it's a warning to get your vehicle back between the lines. What happens when you go down a small country road and there's no center line when you meet up with a large piece of farm equipment? Do you exercise your right to half of that road? No. This is when respect for each other makes the decisions. Whoever can does, and you work it out. Respect can be tricky. <clears throat> Sometimes, you're like this, John. Me and John talk about it. We ride together, so we talk about these things. Sometimes being over-accommodating when driving is actually disrespectful driving. This is one of my pet peeves. It drives me crazy when you come to a stop sign and the other car has clearly stopped well before you. Then you pull up the stop, expecting the other car to have moved on so you could make your move, but they don't move. And it causes a hesitation to yield to their right because they were there first, but, but like some proud citizen, they wave you on. That drives me up a tree. I think that's disrespectful. <laughs> what they did was cause confusion, deployed everyone's clear moving forward, including the delays of those behind them. What on the surface may seem <laughs> kind and respectful wasn't actually, it's disrespectful. You know? Think about it. What happens when the car in front of you lets cars in or out in front of them who have not the right of movement Delaying everyone behind them. Now, I think this is a matter of reasonability. This is where respect is, doesn't have direct laws. There's no hard, fast line to that, you know, and, and I'm glad for people who, even if it's delaying me, you could see where they're in a rough spot and let some people out, maybe let a couple people out, you know, that's okay. But they sit there and let the whole store out. <laughs> You know, that, that feels a little disrespectful. What I'm saying is that teaching respect in the home does have some hard, fast rules. But when taught and demonstrated right, it is not a lawful act, but rather a way of life that can adapt to any situation. Now, there are clear guidelines of respect given in the Word of God. The meaning of respect in the Bible though, is more often indicated by the word honor. Honor. Citizens are to honor their government. Romans 13, 1, and continuing on, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger, to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore, ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience' sake. 
For this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. Render to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Christians' employees are to honor their employers. 1 Timothy 6.1, Let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, that the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. And they that have believing masters, so obviously this is talking about unbelieving masters to start with, they that have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved, partakers of the benefit. These things teach and exhort. Churches are to honor their leaders. 1 Timothy 5.17 says, Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. Church members are to honor one another. We're to honor each other. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. That, that's how it ought to be here, Romans 12.10. Churches are to honor the true widows under their care. I added a few things before we get to the widows. It's part of the context of this verse. 1 Timothy 5.1, it says, Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father. That's a respectful thing. And the younger men as brethren, respect. The elder women as mothers, respect. The younger as sisters with all purity, respect. And then it says, honor widows that are widows indeed. Now you might look at what widows indeed are sometime. I'll leave that if you want to look at that. Husbands are to honor their wives. 1 Peter 3, 7 says, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Wives are to honor their husbands. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Husbands and wives are to honor their marital vows. Hebrews 13.4, marriage is, and, and we're getting into Brother Mike's, this is principles, in, in Hebrews, in the, in the latter chapters, marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Children are to honor their parents. Ephesians 6.1, children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Verse 2, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. You know, these areas are pretty specific. They're defined, but there are some other things of respect that are not so divine, or defined, but need to be just as clear. Now, I'm going to dig a little deeper into a verse in the Bible. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 and 13 says, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Respect or high esteem is commanded here for 
their work's sake. You know, a good wife and mother labor every day to keep their home. They cook, they clean, they wash the clothes. If they did nothing else but keep up the home and the children, they should be honored just for their work's sake. There's honor in that. A good husband and father goes to work every day to provide for all the necessary things in the home, for the things to even bring pleasure to their family. If that's all they did, they should receive honor. Now, how should children show honor for the toil of the parents to provide that provides the needs and wants of the family? Number one, teach them to respect the provisions. Take care of things. Teach them to take care of things. To pick them up and put them away. To not abuse those things. Turn off the lights. This is the famous thing with dads. Turn off the lights. Drives me crazy. Don't take three-hour showers like water doesn't cost them. You see, it teaches respect, and you teach them to respect things. Proverbs 12, 27 says, The slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. I worked for it, and he got it taken care of. I'm going to meddle a bit here, but when I see a child given a $300 to $1,000 phone, that's just simply play around with it like it's a McDonald's Happy Meal toy. I believe you're teaching them some very bad things. You're teaching them the disrespect of property. In the house I grew up in, and I grew up in really a good house when it comes to respect, I mean, it was pretty good. We had rules. I believe these rules taught us respect very well. My mom would send us across the street to help the elderly lady bring in her groceries and we better not ask for anything when doing it. And, and that lady would always want to give us something. You know, it was always something pretty good. It could be some money or it was a, a popsicle or something, you know. But they taught us this was about respecting that lady just because she's older, needs some help. I was taught to open doors for ladies and older people. I was taught to be quiet when others were talking. I was told as a child to address those who were of older parental age as Mr. or Mrs., followed by their last name. Some families have their children emphatically respond to questions by adults by prefacing their response by using sir or ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. No, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. These are all builders of respect, folks. Little by little, these things are starting to whittle away. We were taught a healthy fear and respect of authorities. We had bedtimes and and being on time was important. It's not only your time, you're messing with somebody else's time. 
Being on time is a form of respect to others. It was important to return our library books on time. Rules to eat everything on our plate at dinner time. There were a lot of rules we abided by at the root of these really were we were being taught respect and things. But I see a great erosion just because of changes in society, some of it, but some of it's in the teaching and the modeling of respect in the home. Simple things that we don't think about anymore. You know, I cringe. I really cringe. And maybe you, you might just call me, oh, you're old-fashioned. I don't know. I'm going to stay here with this one. But when a parent teaches a child to address a clearly much older adult by Mr. or Mrs., and then the whole thing is undermined by the adult who says to call them by their first name because Mr. and Mrs. makes them feel old. No! I don't have a point. Don't listen to them. Call them Mr. and Mrs. no matter what they say. It's a matter of respect. You've got to get over that old age thing. I want to give you a quick list of things to do that will create disrespect in your home before I close. Number one, be an angry person. There are such things defined as yelling families. They just yell all the time, back and forth. That doesn't do much good for respect. Number two, criticize authority, especially in front of your children. How about this one? Why don't you go ahead and violate Scripture? In other words, be a hypocrite. You teach them the Bible verses, but then you don't do them. They see you doing something different than what you're teaching Here's a big one. Problem today can be. Do not display love one toward another in your marriage. Spouse to spouse, but be critical and hard and almost unkind and cruel to one another. You'll teach them disrespect. How about this? This happens. Don't discipline for disobedience or reward in spite of bad behavior say what does that look like okay Johnny (laughs) you've been acting up you keep acting up you're not going to get an ice cream and he continues to act up Then you leave a lot. How do I not give him an ice cream and give him an ice cream? No, don't give him the ice cream. You're teaching them one way or the other. You see, I was kind of talking about this. That's where, you know, when you told them something, they disobeyed, you need to stay over here. But you give them the ice cream and boom, you're sending your kid down a bad path. And they're not going to respect you. 
compensate your children out of pity. Sometimes children just, hey, they need to deal with it. That's the best teaching you can have. Hey, life is like that, man. It deals blows. You, you deal with it. Buck up. You know, but then there's some. Ah, feel sorry for them. I'll give them some more money to do the things they want to do. Get a job! Nothing wrong with that. Work. <laughs> or allow them to participate in activities that you do not, you don't even really agree with yourself, but you just let them go ahead. You know, maybe I don't like Harry Potter. I just think it's, I don't like them. You know, I don't want them to read it. But they want to read it anyway. And you just get tired and let them read it. Yeah. Let them do it. Got convictions and things in your life. Hey, just hold the line. You're not going to do that, son. You're not going to do it. Not because I hate you, because I love you. you got, God loves us enough to give us rules and things that will, will hurt us. It may feel like this, but it's really this. There's your eight things. With heads bowed and eyes closed, pianists come into play. You need to really think about this subject of respect and how to build it. I just, like I said, I've touched the very hem of the garment. Our society is wanting to break this down and we have just all sorts of disrespect disrespectful living and it's creating issues and it starts and it's built in the home I'm admonishing you to do what you need to do to make your kids respectful children in all sorts of aspects in life I'll never forget, there's a fellow that we deal with um, at work who sells us some equipment, a really super guy, <laughs> name's Tommy Bond, and he lives up in New Jersey, so he has that New Jersey kind of accent, but a really kind-spirited guy, and he was telling me, he said, yeah, so I was in the car, me and my wife, and my son and his girlfriend are in the back seat, and he said, and my son is doing this. He said, I look back there, I said, son, put that thing away and talk to that girl. <laughs> it's just like nature's, if that's happening today, you don't realize it, but it's just eroding respect. You know, sometimes people will be talking to you, 
and all of a sudden, instead of paying attention to what you're saying, they're off catching a text or something, you know? Like, what? what's happening? And it's being, like, kind of accepted. Oh, it's benefit me. Hey, wait a minute. You know, we, we need to be sure we don't lose these things. Uh, our society is wanting to take them away. Um, and and they're, they're just slipping all these things. They're, they're not old-fashioned things. They're teaching respect. So I admonish you to, to do that in your families. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your blessed word. Thank you for the examples we see in the Bible. Um, and Lord, may we uh, have in our home, may it be filled in all areas with the aspect of respect. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You are dismissed.